Well, hey everybody, welcome back to So You Want to Be in Ministry. I'm Tim, and we are all about educating you if you're thinking about jumping into ministry, equipping you if you're already in, and encouraging you if you're discouraged and uh, you're just wanting to jump out and you haven't reached the finish line that God has in front of you. We've added a fourth, which is also, we want to empower you to follow godly leaders. Uh, you may be just a church member, Christian, attending church, and we want to empower you to be able to follow godly leaders that he's put in your life. We want you to be able to follow them well. And so we also want to uh, empower you to be able to do that because you'll know what a godly leader looks like because they're trying to implement some of the things that we talk about here on this podcast. Today, we get to interview Ben Calhoun. Now, you may not know Ben Calhoun the name, but he is the lead singer of Citizen Way. I guarantee you, if you go check them out on Spotify or anything, you have heard one of their, if you've been in the church, you've been, you've heard one of their songs at some point. Uh, and so you've probably been influenced by uh, his music and how he's uh, leaned into the church and encouraged them through uh, music built on God's word. And that is something that he is extremely passionate about is God's word and building your life out from God's word. It's, it, you're going to hear it through the entire interview uh, that that is what he is trying to do. He's trying to be impacted by God's word so that his life makes an impact for Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. And so you'll see that, you'll hear that. Uh, I do want to encourage you too, if you are a young artist, young musician, that you're trying to figure out how do I break in? How do I make an impact? How do I get noticed? How do I do these things? He does talk about that within the podcast to so make sure you're paying attention to some of those things. Uh, but looking forward, to, I, I was looking forward to it. And I should say, uh, the reason I even got this interview is because my friend Joel Fulkerson, so you saw uh, or, or heard the podcast interview with Joel. Joel illustrated, if you're on YouTube, you can see Savannah's Pajamas books here. He illustrated Ben's book, Savannah's Pajamas. And uh, so we talked about that in the interview with Joel. Uh, and then Ben, I, I just reached out and just said, hey, man, we're doing this. And he's like, what if I come on and talk about Savannah's pajamas? So we're going to talk about Savannah's pajamas a little bit as well. And uh, we both have our mutual friend, great friend, Joel Fulkerson. So it's cool how God just bring, brought all those connections together. So let's get into this interview and hear from Ben. Well, hey, Ben, so glad to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good to have you, man. Uh, mutual connection through our friend Joel, so I'm glad this was able to work out. Me too. Thanks for having me, Tim. Hi, Joel. In fact, I'm reading a, a, a my my college roommate, Joel Fulkerson, one of my best friends in life, oldest friends. This is something he wrote. He said, may our friendship last forever and we treat our women like queens. Absolutely. That's from Joel. So that I found that in an old guitar case. That's probably 20 years old. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, for people that don't know, you're the lead singer of Citizen Way. Um, but can you, t and you, I mean, you're at Judson University. There's a whole lot of things going on in your world. Could you give us an idea of how you even got to where you're at? Give, give us kind of the bullet point list of how you got to this point in ministry. Well, I grew up in a uh, really great house, really great home, parents in ministry. And a small town, small church. I always said I was on stage, you know, playing or writing or singing. All three of us were. And it was just really easy to, you know, have access to being in front of people uh, and playing and serving and God's word. Grew up in camp, grew up in 
you know, uh, Bible studies. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I was just, I, I loved Christian culture. It was back in the 80s when I was a kid. You know, I was born in 81. And it was different than it is now. And I think the, my opinion is because we are in a, what the Bible calls in, in Revelation, the Laodicean church. We're in the lukewarm church yeah. era. It's the last one. And uh, it's not a denomination, the Church of the People, the capital C, right? But what is actually killed a lot of that is the denominational churches. And so I grew up in a, in a place where my parents just studied God's word. They taught it. They lived it. It was a small church. You, could, you couldn't hide in a big church. You had to be accountable to people. There was multi-generations there. Um, you know, public school, back when public schools were still public schools, and they weren't just, you know, indoctrination places and uh and yes that's what they've become most of them and so you know you get to the point of where you just you look i look back and i lament for my kids because they don't have any of that we homeschool them now because that's the best option for us and in many ways it's just period that's the best option so i am i am the product of an incredibly probably the best time in american history in many ways okay and a lot of that was christian culture you know you had mcgee and me and adventures and odyssey and salty the singing songbook and uh before christian music was mostly just thinking about how many people can we get to play this song at how many churches on sunday morning it's a money maker you know it was when it was young it when and there was no big industry it was it was still like hey i got a guitar you got a van we got saved last year. Let's go share our testimony and songs. And you can go back and forth on the whole, the whole money thing and that. But, you know, I learned about ministry from people, my parents and, and other people who were in it because they were genuinely saved by the Lord Jesus through the lens of Scripture and relationships with other believers. It was, the, in my opinion, it was the best. It was the peak of the 80s and 90s was the peak in a lot of that in Christian culture. And what we have seen is the progressive church take over in many ways because of, you know, what I said in Revelation. But I love it. I loved it. It was awesome. Josh and Sarah and I had a great time. And so we started a band. All I played in bands since I was 13. Did a record with my mom when she, I was nine. She did a kid's record. And a, she was like Sandy Patty. She won awards for it. <laughs> all right. So I was always around it, you know, and I just loved it. I wanted to be in Christian music. And so when I got married, I was 20, 21, started the band the next year. Um, you know, I would call up promoters who were coming to, you know, of bands in Chicago and say, hey, I'll play. Can I sell 25 tickets? Give me 15 minutes in front of Mercy Me or Petra or, you know, Avalon or whoever it was. And we would play. And I learned about what people want. I learned about what audiences want. And it's often not what the artist wants, you know, and you find that perfect marriage. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I worked at Judson uh, for 16 years. I built a recording arts program there um, with my own money. I built a recording studio there, turned it into a really thriving program. I left for Nashville eight years ago because I was always here. It was best for my family. And, you know, we were already signed by then, but we hit, it was a big risk. I had no it just I had to borrow money from my mom to pay my bills and it was just so hard but I knew it was something we had to do because there's you know as they tell Pam you, if you want to grow you gotta go you know there's no r reward without some risk and 
when I moved here, it was the best thing that ever happened to our family because it brought us close together, my wife and I and our girls. You know, we lost a baby. Jeremiah wrote a song called Love is One about uh, when I'm with you about it. Then we had Liv. That's why we named her Liv because she did. So I wrote a song called Love is One about that. And, um, you know, the ups and downs of the industry, I learned that a, lo a lot of wonderful things and I have some great wisdom to share. So I started um, General Records, which is a mainstream, mostly in the country and pop worlds record label. And I teach artists how to own their record label, uh, how to own their masters. Most artists just want to make music and be about the music, man. But they have they don't they really have to learn the business yeah. and you can. That's a great thing. I, I wish that somebody would have helped me with that when I was young. So I teach them how to do that, and um, we do it through records. That's the best way to mentor young artists is make music. <laughs> um, I'm in ministry. I serve at Deer Run Camp here in, in Franklin, and it's been a great parachurch ministry. I really enjoy that. I grew up in camps. So I, I started this thing called Bible Bops, so scripture memory verse for kids. Here's one of them. Um, Cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for us. First Peter. Uh, seven right and that's going to be a fun hip-hop track and we're going to start putting those out next year with, with awesome. uh, a new thing so that's a whole because i see a vacuum of that and i grew up with that and it was fun so i'm going to just do it myself so i started uh, jet feather which is a little book uh company and ministry uh, artists and then i did um I put Savannah's Pajamas, which is a song you can hear it on Spotify, and I've made it into a kid's book. That's our mainstream book so that we can gravitate toward people who aren't in the church. I take my family out with me on what's called the Daddy's Home Tour. I did a country song this year, went to country radio, did very well, and peaked out at number 14 on the independent charts, top top uh, 62, I think it was, on Music nice. Row, which yeah. is the big one. And for my first country song, yay! I did it right here in the studio. This is my studio I built six years ago. It's um, Tate's house, Michael Tate from the Newsboys, DC Talk. I've been here about six years. And um, so it, it uh, what else? Um, oh, I started a nonprofit called Generosity Rocks for Artists in Ministry uh, because um, it's difficult to not, to, to, to keep going um if you're not on staff at a church and then they want you to do worship music well for all the artists who don't want to do that what do they do you know um spotify and facebook and youtube they don't like christians they are going to censure you i have been censored that is the absolute truth it's called shadow banning or outright banning that's going to happen if you talk about jesus or share the truth from god's word you will be banned welcome to the club so <laughs> i started i started a um a nonprofit it's called Generosity Rocks to help artists have a platform to fundraise for their ministries and people okay. give it's tax deductible. And we serve about 20 some artists on that now. I don't advertise because I don't want every Tom, Dick and Harry come to me to get to my famous friends. So the idea is you go raise money. Here you go. And it comes through us and we take care of all of it for you. So uh, I learned that the business, even in ministry, is a business. Yeah. Ministry and money is messy and churches who want to build bigger buildings and, you know, sell the next book, they have to make money. And so the amount of compromise that happens at that level is pretty staggering. And most people don't know that, you know, because a lot of people come from small churches, but, yep. you know, big churches, big business, big business. And so Christian music is the same. So I purposely left it in 2019 because I didn't want to be a part of that. And I wanted to be a dad. Liv was born and you're just, you're on the road all, all the time. You're away from family. You cannot raise a family on the road. So I, I abandoned it. 
and I still put out songs um, a lot actually, um, but I got out of the system for a while just to take a breather and, and do what's best for my family. My brother did the same thing. So we, we have a song coming out. We still do things. We did a big camp last year with in Oklahoma um, and as Citizen Way, we're doing one for Deer Run here in November of fundraising. So we still do things, but we abandoned the system and I'm glad we did because yeah. it's, it's not healthy. And there's a, a lot of reasons for that. And I don't think you can fix that. And what you, you're going to see, in my opinion, in the future is people who are just wanting to serve the Lord, they're going to do it on their own. And they're going to do it regardless of the system. And it is going to, it's pretty cool. That's part of, I think, what will happen in the, the in last day is the revival. And it, that's exciting to me. So I'm always on the lookout for artists who want to be a part of that. And there's awesome, a man. lot of uh so you wrote savannah's pajamas give us a little bit of the uh the why behind writing it and uh some of that great um first of all oh there we go the video savannah's pajamas is a kid's book i wrote it's a mainstream book so i say so as to get to mainstream people christian culture is going to always be smaller um but just like music, there's only 12 notes. You, you know, everybody uses them. <laughs> so the idea with kids' books is write something that they can sing here on Spotify. They can learn how to read. They can see a family unit, mom or dad, mom, kids, you know, parakeet, whatever. <laughs> and a lot of kids I see, um, they just don't have a good family structure, you know, divorced parents or one parent or whatever. I'm trying to give them hope. And yes. That's the nucleus biblical family, and that's that's what it is. So, God's word talks about uh, the you know family, family faith for faith family freedom is our mo. And so, I, I made this song and this little book that we sell at our our daddy's home uh, shows, which is a song I wrote it's on country radio. And my wife and I and our kids, our girls, we share our family testimony. We actually read the book. My wife actually does okay. the page turning, and I sing the songs with the girls. You know, we go to houses and churches. You can book us. Just email me, Ben, at BenCalhoun.com. And uh, we go and share our family testimony as a family. I don't advertise much. I don't like social media. <laughs> um, I, I want eyeballs to eyeballs, handshake to handshake. Okay. And we're going to share God's word, and we're doing it through kids' books. We're doing it through music. But we're trying to reach people with the truth of God's word. And one of the best ways we can do that as a family is to just be a family. And so that book is a representation of that. So I started Jet Feather Books as a publishing company to do that. And then uh, you've mentioned you've you've mentioned that uh, you're even looking for uh, is it a publisher or. Uh... No, I'm looking for a printer printer. Yeah, I'm looking for. For a printer, somebody who can print in the United States. I do not want to go overseas. So okay. if you print in the United States and provide jobs for American people, I will pay you to print. Okay. All right. There you go. If you're a printer out there, Ben at BenCalhoun.com. Get a hold you of it. Got it. All right. I it's gotta be, I mean, just going because touring and everything is difficult when you have a family. It's gotta be a unique twist when you can take your family and actually do concerts with them. What what uh, what has been kind of some of the cool aspects yeah. of being able to have your family there with you as you tour or do concerts together? Well, it's more impactful. 
I mean, you just show up and immediately people are like, wow, that's your family. You came with your family. Mm -hmm. It's immediately impactful. It's so simple. We'd sing some hits, the set of so many hits and sing some new songs, share our family testimony, do a Q&A with the audience. My family's very involved in uh, biblical apologetics. My daughter has a YouTube channel, Ava Calhoun Official. She's interviewed people like Lee Strobel. She has okay. John Cooper from Skillet this year, Lisa okay. Childers, uh, Frank Turk's coming up. Um, we're serious about this stuff because most people aren't, and they're just falling by the wayside. And, and frankly, most Christians just go to church, and that's it. But they have no idea of what God's Word says. They just say whatever the pastor says to them. Well, what if the pastor doesn't believe that God's Word is the authority? What do you do? But most Christians don't have a clue of what's in there. So they just stick to the New Testament at best or they go to Christmas and Easter. So, you know, at some point we're trying to wake Christians up and trying to equip believers. It's not a seeker sensitive mission that we're on. We're we are interested in finding people who want to know God's word uh, and and want to be families and be strong families. They are more attractive in their community than we could ever be coming to their community for one more night. So we're trying to equip people by inspiring them about what a, a real family looks like. And so that's why we sacrifice what we do. That's why we make our priorities for faith, family, and freedom. And that's why I came off the road, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, absolutely, man. You you had mentioned even before we got on here that you were working on some new music. What what new music is that? So um, always new Citizen Way stuff. Okay. Uh, even though I don't tour it as much, there's always new stuff. I've a good platform there. Lots of Ben Calhoun solo project stuff, country radio okay. mainstream. Okay. Um, Bible Bops is scripture memory verse for, for kids. Uh, I'll be launching that next year. By the and way, then, um, by the way, uh, you mentioned First Peter five seven. That is the first verse that I ever memorized. Was that? Which, oh, really? Yeah. So when you sang it, I was like, "Hey, <laughs> that's the cast all your cares on the Lord, for He cares for us." First Peter. Five seven, yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, except I used to Love say, I, I used to say, cast all your pears on him, for he cares for you. I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know where the pears came from, but that's what I used to say. So, <laughs> uh, but that was my first. Oh, I love it. I think my parents have that on a cassette tape somewhere, probably in some back closet somewhere. So, <laughs> oh, that's great. Cool, man. I love it. Yeah, scripture memory. That's it's. Uh, that's what I, I love doing. I love making music so i'm gonna keep doing it what is one word of encouragement you would give to young uh christian artists that are trying to uh break through or just you know get their music out there and they're not doing a get involved with the church route they're trying to just say i have i have some music to share i have a, a story to share with people how do i do this what are some simple steps they could take um bloom where you're planted you know rock what you got you got to be good at at least one thing you got to be okay. a good singer you got to be a good writer or you got to be a good player if you want to make it in the business um you need to surround yourself with people that are better than you and if you really want to do it you got to move to nashville but that that is not you know that's farther away than people think it sh it is you know you you got to be doing it in a good way in your own area first and people need to be contacting you saying you're good at this how can we help you if you're constantly having to pay, you know, and people aren't responding the way you thought they would, or if your grandma says you're amazing and you should be on American Idol, but nobody else says, I mean, you know, really think hard. Like, are you, do you want this or are you actually able to do this? Okay. 
there's a difference, you know. So yeah, get some education on music theory, play at your church, um, write some songs, put them on Spotify. Okay. Get it done yesterday. Yep. Quit waiting for the right producer, the right record. That's never going to come. Get it done. Just do it. Put it out there. All right. Uh, and let it grow. And if, if it's good, people will respond. It's good old-fashioned capitalism. Give the people what they want, and they'll keep coming back. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, young Christians are like, well, the Lord gave me this song. I'm like, okay, maybe, but, like, it's not that great of a song. So, like, eh, you know, like, stop over-spiritualizing everything and waiting for the Lord to send you a sign in the stars. He already did that. It's called his word and the stars themselves. So go go learn from people that are better than you and put a product out there and see how it goes and take some risks. And you're probably going to spend everything on it in the first few years and make nothing back that's how it works because there's somebody who's going to work harder than you yeah and um you know different phase of life or whatever but really it's not about your talent as much as it is is about you know he who stays the longest wins so work with people who are better than you do a song don't do a record it's too expensive nobody listens to them anymore anyway do a song promote it on spotify you know if you're a christian artist I mean, you can, you have to play for K-Love, you know, if, okay. if your song's not on K-Love, it's, it's just, you know, next. Is there another avenue though, just even if it's grassroots through churches or something? Of course. Okay. But if you're on staff at a church, they're going to want you to write for their church. Okay. So Sunday morning congregational songs are going to be a big deal Okay. or, or it depends on the nature of the church if they want. You know, that, that's up to your church. You're going to have to work that out. There's lots of great options there. But the old-fashioned way is just be an artist. Okay. Just write great songs, period. You're going to write what you know. That's the best advice I could give people is write what you know. And if you don't know much, you're not going to have much to write. Like, I, I have watched artists say, I want to be in Christian music. I'm like, do you? Sing me one of your songs. And it's like, you know, it's pretty cheesy. I'm like, do you have anything that's not Christian? And they write, they sing. It's like, yeah, I got this one. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's great. Because Christian music is a formula that is frankly pretty shallow now. And you can't really say much anymore. And so it's mostly about encouraging and you know, don't offend people with Jesus. Don't don't give them too much of that. You know, you want to you don't want to limit your audience. Well, what you've done is you've watered down the message that it's really has no teeth on it. So and I, people will fight me all day on this, but I've lived this for like my whole life. That's what it is. So, you know, when it comes down to Sunday morning, you have that little CCLI number on the, next to the song. That's where the money is. So people chase that and they get all hyped up on an emotional high that's not real. And so you get to the point of where you're like, what is real? Well, God's word is real and your life is real. So write what you know. And if you're reading it, it's being convicting to you. It's going to come out in your songs, whether it's Christian music or country or pop or, or you know, ancient Phoenician, you know, doo-wop. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to come out of the, the Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And more than ever, people are desperate for the truth. So give it to them. And usually write your story. Nobody can argue with it. So write what you know. Yeah, so I would say, uh, and just <clears throat> listening to your songs, you definitely have depth. How do you take... But there's poetry and uh, like there's creativity, obviously, and how you put those together. <laughs> do you have a way that you I hope so? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do you? How do you work through taking God's word and then putting 
the Ben Calhoun creativity, uh, poetry with it. I don't really care about that. Okay. I, what I care about is God's word. Okay. And he gives me the inspiration. So yeah, at some you point go. you can, you can try to be, you know, does it, Oh yeah. I'm trying to throw Who cares, man? Follow the inspiration. Okay. Get digging into God's word and let it come. If God has truly given you a gift, it's his responsibility to uphold it. There you go. Not yours. So be faithful with what you have. His words are better anyway. The Holy Spirit becomes your booking agent. He's going to take it farther than you ever will be able to. So when it comes to at least Citizen Way songs, I always put scripture in the liner notes of CDs when okay. people still made CDs um, so that people could reference where those came from, at least to go to the inspiration for them. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to argue with God's word. What I am going to do is try to uphold it. And it's it's... The Bible says in John chapter one, Jesus is the word. So eventually, if you go to God's word, you're leading people to Jesus. That's mission work. That's and you don't have to say it's not you can't save them. So you can try to be clever and whatever. But at some point, you have to have great knowledge of great songs of all genres for a long time. You just have to know what a good song sounds like, looks like, feels like, you know, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck. It's a duck. If you can't recognize that then find the thing that you're naturally gifted at. You know, just because it inspires you doesn't mean it's going to make good money for everybody involved, okay? It's a business. You have to be good at it. You know, you're not going to buy a three-wheeled car, you know? So sometimes artists, because it's such a subjective industry, they think, well, you know, I feel good about this. Well, you might be the only one. Yeah. So you even your grandma is going to love it on Spotify, but it's not going to work for everybody. You see what I mean? So you have to kind of skate where the puck's going. And for me, it's always best idea wins, even if it's not mine. And I've just tried to uphold that to the best of my ability. And I just get excited. I, you know what I have a hard time doing is doing all the songs that are in my head to do. Okay. There so the, the, the thing that you do is the next one. Okay. Just do the next one. Yeah, you you, know. <clears throat> you touch on it. One of my favorite verses is First Thessalonians five twenty four. It says, "Faithful is He who calls you, who also do it." And that's you just got to be faithful. And if God's called you to do it, He's going to accomplish it through you. So, as yep. we, what uh, what encouragement if if somebody is it has felt called into a specific ministry, whether it's music, pastoral, whatever, and uh, they are not at the finish line that God has put in front of them, but they are incredibly discouraged where whether the church burn them out or whatever, uh, what encouragement would you have for them to keep going and uh, get to that finish line that God's put in front of them? I told you I'm lovingly blunt. <laughs> My question would be is, are you racing towards the wrong finish line? Okay. Mike, I would ask some questions first and get to know their scenario. Um for a lot of, you know, the, the burnout rate of staff at churches is super high. Yep. You're probably somewhere in the 18 months to, you know, 24 months, somewhere in there. And I always, I, I never took those jobs. I was always an independent contractor. So I was privileged to see like 2,500 churches over the course of my years. You know, my brother's full-time staff. I go through this stuff. I went through it with this this morning. My dad's been a full-time pastor for, you know. 45 years or whatever. And I would ask questions about, okay, why are you here? Here's a, here's another question. If you're in ministry, just to be real frank, would you be there if you were not getting paid? Okay. 
Because if you are doing it for the money, you will burn out. Churches are notorious for, you know, the Lord's leading us in another direction, so we can't pay you for this, even though we told you and signed a contract. Um, notorious for that, especially with musicians coming to town. Or they'll say, I thought you wanted to work and serve the Lord. <laughs> well, yeah, I do, but I also want to feed my family, you know, yeah. so you're in a whole different ballgame when it comes to music and min or ministry and money. It's just messy. So my question would be is like, would you be there if you weren't getting paid? Okay. And if not then you need to reevaluate what you're doing and why, okay? So, you know, the church started in the home under persecution, and it'll probably end there. There was no staff salary. Um, you know, what we are doing in ministry often gets so muddled with money that we can't see straight. So I would say, are you, are you racing in the wrong finish line, to the wrong finish line? You know, and um, are you surrounding your, your, are you in God's word? You know, do you have a good group of people that are not part of that staff at that church who can listen objectively and give you honest answers? You know, um, ministry is also pretty lonely because who can you talk to? You know, yeah. you, you know, people's emotions get church hurt is so rampant and now it leads to progressivism, you know, um, in the church because there's just so much, you know, that it, it goes on that's just messy. And I'm not saying it's not necessary and Sunday morning's bad. And I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's messy. So you have to be wise in how you deal with it. And you have to understand um, that just because you're gifted in something, you know, it might not be, it might be the right call, the wrong place. It might be the right call, the wrong time. It might be, you know, whatever. But sometimes you just have to say, you know what, this it's just a season. I just got to stick it out and finish what I've done. I'm going to finish this lap. I'm going to finish well. I'm not going to burn any bridges. And I'm going to keep my eyes open for the next thing. You know, you do that in business and people are like, cool, see ya. You do that in church. It's like, oh, my gosh, is he leaving the faith? You know, it's like, <laughs> why? Why Why do we do that? You know, it's, it becomes so emotionally hell-bent on, you know, just because a lot of it's control. You I mean, I remember Sunday morning, you got to put butts in the seats. So that pastor, regardless of what's happening in the in the church you know, the leadership team, they're thinking, how do we pay for this? That's what they're thinking. So if you're in that system, you have to be aware. That's part of why I believe the Church of Laodicea is what it is right now. It's very successful, very wealthy. And you have to eventually compromise the message of truth from God's word if you're going to keep those butts in the seats. Because the pervading word of the culture is, you know, all the progressive words, tolerance and whatever. So I would say to these young people, people especially like are you called or is it just because you're good at this and somebody offered you a job if you're called you'll do it regardless you'll do it without a paycheck that's the difference take money out of the question and it answers a lot of questions real fast that that is an interesting take i mean obviously you've got experience with even in your own family because that's that's a conversation my wife and i even have where <laughs> i'll in the past, like I love the church that I'm at right now, but in the past we've had tough situations where I'm like, well, maybe maybe I just need to go get a job or something. She's like, yeah, but you'd still be a past. You still figure out how to do this pastor thing. Like you might as well just embrace it to some level. So uh, that's I've, the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the difference. That means that likely that because you've time tested it and you have people reaffirming it without you asking. That means you want to be in ministry. You've been called, and that's what you're doing. So yeah. good job. Yeah. Wait, well done, soldier. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you've obviously, <laughs> you, you've done it as well, because uh, we're we're probably about the same age, so we probably navigated some of the same timeline. 
uh, being because did you go into Judson with Joel like the same time? Were you both freshmen together? Yep. Okay, so we're all yep, the same 99. age. Yep, we're mm -hmm. all the same age then. So, yeah, yep, we've navigated 99. a lot of the same stuff. So, um, yeah. Cool. Um, anything else about the Daddy's Home Tour? You talked about it and you share your faith. And so I just want to make sure if there's anything else you wanted to cover there that you were able to cover it. Well, for the Daddy's Home Tour, we just show up, you know, a lot of times Sunday mornings or a church concert, even home concerts. Um, people can bring us in to come to your town, your home. Uh, you can see it on YouTube. Just go to Ben Calhoun. Just look up the Daddy's Home videos that are there and can tell you all about it. But it's fun. We love it. We're, we have another one in Kansas City next month in Iowa. Uh, while I'm out there, I do radio visits for, you know, uh, this country song I did called Daddy's Home. So it's a song that I turned into a tour and I bring my family with me. So cool. I'm a father of three girls and we call it the Daddy's Home Tour because it's it's a song and it's our life. So bring us in. Email me, ben at bencalhoun.com. Yes, that is my email. And yes, I will answer it. Uh, I might say no, but I'll answer it. <laughs> Uh, on that note, what are some practical things that you've done as parents to instill faith into your children? Oh, that's easy. Okay. Talk with, study God's word and talk about it with your wife, your husband, and the kids will naturally get on board. Okay. Yeah. I've seen some Super of that too. Easy. Yeah. It's amazing it's how easy. simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to buy another book. You already got it. It's called God's word. Just <laughs> fine. You know, here's another thing. Okay. To be real honest with you, most of church is pretty boring. And here's why we're not talking about interesting things. Hmm. Now I've played in like 25 services. So I have some wisdom. here. The churches that are healthiest are small, usually less than 150 to somewhere around there or less, you know, somewhere in there. They have multi-generations. The pastor's bivocational and they have a, a real emphasis on small group Bible study outside of the church, mostly volunteer based. Those are really healthy churches. You can't hide in that group of people. So there's natural accountability there, right? Yeah. Why Jesus had 12 disciples and you can kind of get the picture from there. Do the math, right? Yeah. So um, when you study God's word the way it is from the, its original language, you touch on things that are in all the Superman movies and Marvel movies and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and, and Narnia and Dune and all that stuff. Those kids right now in our this generation are bored with church, but they are they are frankly addicted to the supernatural stuff that they're watching, not realizing those writers and screenplay guys and directors and Hollywood in general is taking their cues from all of those stories. Yep. And all of those stories are taking their cues from God's word. Yep. You want fallen angels and dimensional portals and um, giants and six fingered guys, you know, cannibals and bones of weird looking half hybrid high you know animals and it's in god's word but we don't touch it because people are are, are it gets every sunday morning well then what is yeah because you just wiped out most of the old testament yeah and if jesus refers to some of that stuff and paul does then we should too so i don't buy that crap so if you're a pastor and you're trying to you're trying to excite people then go to god's word read it and talk about it 
But we're in a home church, and that's all we do. We get through like maybe a chapter a week, and we talk about it. our kids are there too. And I can't find a better replacement for it. Oh man! So you, as the father, husband, as not just you, but in general, yeah. If you take it upon yourself to do that, and your wife follows the way she was made to do the same, and you talk about it, your kids will naturally be listening. They will be intrigued and they will be growing up in God's word naturally. You don't need a pastor or a church to do that. I agree with that. Like we need to, we need to own our faith. Absolutely. Um, well, cool, man. That's, that is all I got for you. Anything you want to tag on here at the end? Well, uh, some resources, if you're interested. Um, okay. I love Chuck Missler. Um, Gary Stearman, J David Jeremiah, Frank Turk, guys that have really helped our family. Um, if you want to be a sincere Bible-believing follower of Jesus, then it's real simple. Be a Bible-believing follower of Jesus. <laughs> real, It's real simple. Yeah. Cover to cover, every word. If you don't understand it, there's a hidden treasure behind there when you, when you figure it out. Most famous Christians, that's an oxymoron. Yeah. If they're making a, if they're, if they're living the high and the, it's hard. This is, this is touchy, but most of the mo more influential people I've been ministered to are not famous Christians. They are steady, Eddie, long time faithful servants of the Lord. And they're everywhere. Yep. And they don't have big Instagrams and Facebooks and sell millions of books. Yep. So if you're looking for a self-help thing, then you're not going to find it in, you know, in God's, you will, God, God's going to do that. That's part of what God's word will do. But if you want just that and nothing more, then, then following Jesus is not for you. But if you want to actually figure out why we're here and where we're going and why it matters, then you got to answer who is Jesus and, and why does it matter? And that's going to take you through all of scripture and it's going to be odd and you're going to be like, why didn't we learn this at church? You know, why are all the pyramids lined up with the stars on a grid around the world and the planets too? How come the Bible seems to reference this in Isaiah, but we don't talk about this. That's super interesting. Like, yeah, yeah okay. I can take another sermon on fundraising, but like, where's all the meat? Yeah. So if you want to be a Bible believing follower of Jesus, all you got to do is be a Bible believing follower of Jesus and to find other people that are like minded and ask the Holy Spirit to put you in around people that you can learn from. And they're typically not very famous. Yep. Um, anybody that regularly follows this uh, podcast <laughs> will know that uh, I, I think every interview we've done, people would go, who's this person? I guess I'll find out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah, and I, I'm not. I don't want to boast about my stuff. Yeah, you follow me, BenCalhoun.com, whatever. But I'm more, more interested in helping make the best way for me to do that is to point people to the truth. God's word is full of the coolest movies you've ever seen. Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings, it's all Harry Potter. It's all in there. If you don't know what's going on in the spiritual battle that we are in, you will be taken out. Frankly, you're not a threat, so you're probably not even going to be bothered with. But if you want to be involved in the fight and actually see some gains in your life and changes in a good way then you got to get involved yeah best way to do that is is get involved in god's word figure out what it says and why it says it absolutely man well i appreciate your time thank you so much for being here today man
Yeah, you're welcome. Hope that helps. Absolutely. See you later. All right, bud. I, I hope you understood and saw how he built from God's word. Like he did it through the entire interview. Uh, I hope you're encouraged by seeing that. Uh, connect with Ben if you are interested in that daddy's tour. Uh, I, th I think it will be beneficial to you and your church or even Citizen Way. You can reach out for th those uh, circumstances as well. Um, connect with him. If you're a young artist, he has the platform there with Jet Feather. Uh, and if you uh, are trying to write books or be an author or something like that, like he has all his fingers in a lot of different things. And if you're young and trying to break in, he may be the, the connection you need. And so reach out uh, and check with him. Like he said, he checks his email. He does. That's the email that I've been writing him on, ben at benatgalhoun.com. That's how we connected. And so uh, he reach out to him. I mean, the worst that can happen is he says no. Uh, but you never know where God can take it if he's put something in your heart and he's trying to do something there. See where he can go and see where God's leading in all of that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you would, like, subscribe, uh, follow, uh, <laughs> connect into all of the different podcasts, YouTube channels, whatever. I would greatly appreciate it. It would do me a huge favor. Write a review. Reviews are another way where it can get elevated. And you can help get this word out where it can be uh, educating others and equipping others and encouraging others and empowering other, other people that are just trying to follow godly leaders. Thank you so much for engaging today and listening and being a part of this. I'll see you next time.